Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, I'm going really deep. We're going into how you can start to become more aware of how you are holding different emotional states within your body. And with that added level of awareness, you get an opportunity to choose, is this physical representation of how I'm holding this emotional state currently serving me or not serving me? And with that added awareness, you can start to make a change. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Jordan Fairley podcast. This show is for people who are ready to implement immediate actionable strategies and insights in health, business, and life. Inside each episode, I'll share with you my biggest aha moments, stories, and interviews to introduce new ways to reframe your current situation and reclaim your life. I'm your host, Dr. Jordan Fairley. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? So I just walked in the house and I wanted to start to share this big realization I just had as I experienced a lot of trauma in my body after just now having to pull over my car and check my tires and make sure that nothing was going to explode or blow out or cause some huge crazy crash. And I want to share the story because today, as I am recording this, it is the official release date of this podcast, which is super exciting and also very nerve wracking. But the first episode, if you haven't listened to it already, is all about the story about when my brother and I, back in 2011, drove our car off a 60 foot cliff and the traumas that were induced by that. But more importantly, the life lessons and the change in the trajectory of my life that occurred from that big incident. And so during that story, I talk about how before my car slammed to the ground and started to veer off into oncoming traffic and eventually drove off a cliff, knocking me out, my car would go through this process of starting to shake. Like every time I got up to 50, 60 miles per hour, my car would start shaking super bad. And I didn't really know what it was until all of a sudden there's this huge explosion and my car dropped to the ground went into oncoming traffic, and later I found out that my tire had exploded, basically. Old tire, whatever the story. But either way, every once in a while, when I'm driving, there'll be holes in the road or something weird with the different cracks that they put in the road in order to prevent the road from freezing. And these type of cracks, I don't know why they lay them the direction they lay them. I'm sure there's a really good reason but my car will start to shake regardless of whatever car you have. I don't know if you've noticed this before, but your car will start to shake and it almost feels like you don't have control of the steering wheel. And every few months or so when this happens, my whole entire body will tense up. My brow, my face will start to furrow. My heart rate will start going crazy. I'll start gripping the steering wheel super hard. And it's all about the trauma response to thinking that my car is about to go through that same same type of car accident where I think I'm going to drive off the road and have this horrible incident happen again or run into oncoming cars or run into cars next to me, whatever the case might be. But there's this physiological response that happens, even though my car is in a safe condition where I fear like this is going to happen again. And so I've recognized this over time. I've recognized that I have this PTSD from that original trauma. And even as much as I know I'm safe, as much as I know my car is in good shape, my tires are in good shape, 
I still have this response. And sometimes it's so bad, I have to get out of the car and go check my tires like I did today. So I don't know if you want to call that divine timing that it happened to be on the same exact day that I officially released this podcast and that being that very first episode, or maybe it's just that I live near a street that is like this and it's some crazy coincidence. But either way, the purpose of today's episode is talking about how to recognize different emotional responses in your body and how you can process those in the moment. So as a chiropractor, when I lay my hands on people every single day, I'm able to pick up on how people hold their emotional traumas or current emotional states in a physiological response or in their body in that current moment. And if you've never experienced this before, you think that this is some type of woo-woo, crazy, pseudoscience type of stuff, I want to give you a very real example first. And then we'll go through the process of think of talking about and thinking about these various emotions that we all store within our in our body, whether we are currently aware and present with it or not. So, a few weeks ago, I went into San Quentin State Penitentiary, so one of the biggest um, maximum security prisons within the United States uh, here in the San Francisco Bay Area. And every single year, we take a team of twenty to thirty chiropractors into San Quentin prison and we get to adjust the inmates. And so my good friend, Dr. Ian Davis Tremaine, he's the main one that puts this on. But every year when we go in, we get to experience giving back and hopefully providing a moment of clarity and ease and aid for people's body ailments um, in that prison setting. So we get access to the people who are well-behaved and so forth and so on. But as we are in there, every single year, it's a crazy experience. So we first start the day and we go in and we get greeted. You have to go through the maximum security stuff. So they check your IDs. You go through the medical detectors. They patch it down in some cases. You go through these double bars. You have to have crazy stamps on your hand. You have to then be personally escorted to this church. And in the church, then you have a what to expect for the day type of talk. They have people bring in who help put on the event. And then they bring you through the yard. So I want you to picture any movie you have ever seen in a prison setting. You know how they have the yard and there's people working out. There's people doing pull-ups. There's people playing basketball. There's people running around the cement track and it's all segregated. There's all people with their shirts off. They're all super muscular. It is exactly like that. Looks like it's straight out of a movie. And so we walk through, we're usually like two to a line, two people in a line, uh, back and forth in front of each other. And you're walking through the yard and there's inmates all around you, every single where, and there's, it's all segregated. So there's white people over here, there's black people over here, Asians over here, Hispanics over here. And, you know, it's super, super weird. <laughs> I'll say weird. The response that you do, you get in your body the very first time you go in through the yard. So this is like my fourth time doing it and it's getting a little bit easier and easier and easier every time I do it. But I noticed the very first time that I went through here, I was, I was like in this sympathetic high alert on guard type of response in my body as I was going through the yard. You have all these inmates looking at you. You're looking at them. They're wondering why you're here. You're wondering why they're looking at you and if you're in a safe position or not. But then you eventually make it through the line of people who are waiting for the chiropractors to come. And so we set up our tables in this giant gymnasium 
And then they come through and our, our, we have our 20 to 30 chiropractors. And this last, uh, this, this year, so three or four weeks ago, we saw 700 inmates in about a four to five hour time period. So we are cranking through inmates. We're deeply connected. We're on purpose. We obviously can't help these people for like months and months at a time through some type of care plan. And so really it's like, what can I do in this moment to best help this individual? And what you experience every year, it's like a blast in the face of experiencing how people hold their emotional traumas physically. These men are in such a high state of anxiety and fear and sympathetic overload where they're just extremely on guard at every single moment that you have an extremely hard time even just barely connecting with these guys. You have a hard time trying to get them to relax. You have a hard time building trust. You have a hard time putting an adjustment in from a state of ease because these guys are always looking over their shoulder. They're always expecting something bad to happen in any moment. And for an example, a typical scenario is the guy will walk up to you. He'll be looking to his left, looking to his right, looking over his shoulder, and he'll eventually make eye contact with you for about a half a second. You'll shake his hand. You'll ask him if there's anything in particular you want them to pay attention to. Um, if there's any traumas or accidents that you need to know about, have they had any surgeries or any other medical conditions? And then nextly, next, <laughs> nextly, up to sounds like a candy bar or something. But next, <laughs> we have them lay face down on the table. And pretty much every single time, these men lay face down on the table, but they look over to one of their sides and prop themselves up on their elbows because they don't feel safe laying face down. Eventually you ask them, would it be okay for you to lay face down and you get their permission, you build their trust and they lay face down, but they're still not in a comfortable state. When you place your hands on the everyday person who comes into your office, there may be a quick moment of them being nervous or some anxiety around it, but typically people will instantly just allow themselves to relax or melt into the table. You can feel how people's breath expands throughout their body from the top of their head all the way down to their tailbone. If you were to say sink into one level of their hips or sink into part of their shoulder, they allow you to go with that movement. So they follow your direction. With these men, these inmates, the second you put your hands on these guys, it's literally like putting your hands on a brick or a log. There is no movement at all. They don't let you in at all. It's like they're contracting their muscles, flexing the entire time, and they don't let you sink into their bodies. And if you know what this is, if you felt different emotions, if you felt how people express their emotions physically, you can see that this is a high anxiety, fear state. And so I want you to think about a time in your life where maybe you've been extremely scared or you were startled or you're walking down a dark alley and you felt some people started to walk in from behind you, what is the type of physiological response that you would hold in your body? So these men, if you can imagine it, their shoulders are way up towards their ears, their chest is rolled in, which expands their back, their head is forwards, their traps are tightened, the backside of their body, if they took their shirt off, it'd probably look like they're flexing. Like this is a high sympathetic, high anxiety, high fear state. 
And this is something that these men are constantly in on a daily basis. Every single day, they're looking over their shoulder. Every single day, they don't know if there's going to be a riot. Every single day, they don't know if they're going to get jumped or if there's going to be some brawl that they have to jump into. Every single day, they don't know if there's going to be some type of turf or race war or something going on. And so once you actually gain a moment of trust, you gain a moment of ease, you get their bodies to just for a second sink into the table, you allow to make a such a deep connection with these people. You allow them to be seen just for a second. And they allow you to really allow to be helped. In their moment of ease, in that moment of trust is when you actually get an opportunity to help these guys. And so when I have a moment where I can find a place to put an adjustment in, I provide an adjustment and I would say 98% of these people, pretty much every single one of them, the second you put an adjustment into their spine, they break out into this super uncontrolled sweat. Their whole body starts sweating which in, my, in what I know from a science perspective is they have a sympathetic overload. So their body is always in a constant state of high stress. And the second you start to release, start to release that, it floods the brain with all this information. All this information goes to areas of the brain where these what are called neuronal pools are already overloaded. And then you flood it with more input and their body can't handle that amount of stress. And so it just breaks out into this uncontrolled sweat. But what happens in that moment is it then allows the person to relax. And so they instantly go from this on guard, flexed, muscles rolled in type of position to opening up their chest, allowing their head to fall back. And then when you sink your hand into their mid back, they allow you to sink them into the table, which is a sign of ease. And so this is an example of just how these men are holding themselves in this fear state on a daily basis. But when I see people on a regular basis walking around town in their cars with their heads forward five inches away from their headrest, when I see people in the office setting, when you are attuned to it, you can see how people hold their emotional stresses on a daily basis. And so I want to give you a few more examples because if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not in prison. And many of you have probably gone through some shit in which you either are holding fear or you're holding anxiety or you're holding sadness or you have felt in some time in your life exuberant joy and happiness. And so I want you to gain a few other resources or strategies to pick up on these emotional states and how they present in the body so that you can decide in any given moment when you start to notice those feelings physically in your body, you can look at your life emotionally to see what is causing that emotion in the current moment. So there's this exercise that we do within Kairos training culture called tapping into temperament. And this is how we've actually trained to be able to palpate or feel these type of physical emotions being presented in their bodies. And so we'll guide people through various scenarios, very emotions. So we'll go through sadness, we'll go through happiness, we'll go through fear, we'll go through stress, we'll go through um, anxiety. And we'll feel then as the doctor will palpate what that feels like in the body. And so I want you to, we, we talked about fear and fear is very, very similar to anxiety. 
So people who come in and they're always wondering about what the next thing is, if they're wondering what's going to go on their business, or they're unsure about um, if they're going to be able to pay for food, or, or if they're unsure about um, if their wife or their spouse or their kids are going to be healthy in the coming weeks. They're constantly living in this state of anxiety. This physical presentation for anxiety is often very, very similar to what I just expressed with people physically. And so for people who are constantly noticing that their traps, their upper shoulders are super tight or their chest is super tight, if they have a hard time taking in really big breaths or if they feel like their neck muscles are getting pulled tight and in pain, this is often due to this fear or anxiety thinking about the future type of response in the body. I want you to, for a moment to think about sadness. What is a position you imagine a friend or a loved one being in if they were experiencing loss or sadness? You can probably imagine what their face would look like. You can probably imagine their bodies also being somewhat sunken forwards. You can probably imagine them being more loose and relaxed, almost like they're just begging for a hug. This is often what people feel like when they also are expressing love. If you imagine somebody who is in a joyous, loving state, you probably imagine them being loose and relaxed their upper body and facial expressions would probably be different than sadness. But from a palpation standpoint, when I lay my hands on people, love and sadness almost feel the exact same. And you could think of these emotions being very, very related. You could think of sadness almost being from a loss of something you love. And so the need that people have is a longing for love. So these two emotions will often feel very similar in your body. And if you're feeling sadness or if you are feeling love, you're probably very aware of those in the moment. How about people who are experiencing depression? Depression being different from sadness. If you imagine a friend or loved one or even yourself being depressed, you can probably imagine again that rounded forward, not being able to express yourself outwardly to the world. So people not being out in a really big, tall, extended posture. You can probably imagine the droopiness of people's face. But something that we will pick up on from a palpation standpoint, which differentiates from the other feelings is breath. So where does breath go? With sadness, people will still take in big breaths because they're longing for that feeling of love. They're longing for that feeling of being open. And in many states of sadness, people are open to the expression and feeling and need or the, of, of accepting love. But with depression, it, the, the deeper somebody is in that depressive state, they often don't even know where to find love. They aren't on their own accepting of love. They may have a need for it, but they're not open to love. And so these people won't have these big, deep, expansive breaths. They'll have breath that just is right in the middle of the chest. So it'll be short 
higher vibration, decreased amplitude, small, fast breaths. So if you're laying on a face, face down on a table, I want you to experience or imagine somebody who is taking a big breath in and their breath traveled all the way down into their belly and into their lower back. That is what I was experienced with somebody who was experiencing love or somebody who's experiencing sadness. People who are experiencing depression, when you guide them into breathing into their belly or into their low back, they won't be able to do it or it'll only last maybe one second rather than being able to take this big, deep diaphragmatic breath in for 10, 15, 20 seconds. And so I hope you got an understanding of what this depression feels like. Joy, exuberance, love. I don't really feel like I need to express what those feel like because every single one of us in some point in our life has felt this. And it's really easy to imagine what joy, love, exuberant types of feelings, excited feelings would feel like. So here is really the focus on sadness, depression, anxiety, and fear. If you ever start to notice on a daily basis that you are getting really, really tight in your upper neck muscles, in your back, in your shoulders, in your traps, and you notice your chest getting really tight, I want you to ask yourself the question, am I right now feeling anxiety? Am I feeling fear? Am I feeling depressed? All of those will be very similar, but they'll all have different underlying tones which start to express themselves physically. So say you start to notice that you have that pain or tension, tightness in your back and into your neck, into your shoulders. What does your face look like that in, current, in that current moment? Is your brow furrowed, eyes sunken? This can also be a sign of being more in that fear and anxiety state. And so if you notice that in your face, ask yourself the question, am I scared right now? Is something that's happening around me triggering a response that I maybe experienced in the past? Or am I just doing something currently that I myself don't feel in resonance or don't feel in good vibration doing myself? I personally come from a place of wanting to feel things in my body and then be able to put an underlying um, expression or underlying meaning to it. And so I hope just by describing these different types of feelings, you'll be able to start to recognize times throughout your day or times throughout your week or times throughout your life where you start to find yourself in these body postures, in these breathing patterns, and in these tensional types of positions. And you can ask yourself in those moments when those levels are brought to your awareness, how am I feeling in this moment? Is it something that I can control? Is it something that I can change? Is it something that is even being presented right now? Or is it something that I have learned because of past experiences that I think might happen in the, right now in, the, in this present moment? Just by having that added awareness, 
you'll be able to make a conscious choice of how you want to interact with your body and interact with the people around you and interact with your environment for the rest of that day. The problem is when we get stuck in patterns like this over and over and over and over again, and then over time, our body molds into those patterns. And even if we're expressing joy and we're happy, we're stuck in this painful fight or flight fear response. And so it's a pattern that doesn't serve us. And we don't want to live in a pattern that's not serving us if we're wanting to create change for the betterment of our life and the people that are surrounding ourselves. And so this is a process I know I've been going through for the last few years. Since 2011, my body tightens up, my brow furrows, I start to sweat, my heart rate increases, I grip the steering wheel every time my car starts to shake. And yes, there are moments where I want to make sure that it's safe, but I also know it is a pattern that does not serve me. Because for the rest of the day, I'll be stuck in that pattern of fight or flight, which doesn't feel fair to me, doesn't feel fair to my wife. It's not going to be fair to my kids or my friends or family members. And so if I can be more aware of that in the moment, I can recognize that this is a pattern that is a result of a car accident in 2011 and my car is safe. I am safe and I can breathe in deeply and choose to present myself to the world in a way that is more sustainable and more functional and is more in line with how I'm actually feeling in this moment. I hope a lot of you were able to gain some insights from this. Let me know what comes up for you. Let me know if there's stuck patterns or tensional patterns that come up uh, based on things you've been experiencing in the past. If you have any other questions or concerns, or even if you there's anything that you want to hear, let me know. This podcast is for me to express different stories and insights and strategies for you to take a moment of reflection in your own life and start to start to create the change in your own life. I love and appreciate y'all. Thank you for listening. Until next time, have a great day.